Welcome to OOO, an out of ordinary podcast where we dig deep into case studies and the nitty gritty of Web3 marketing. You'll find here all the amazing people that are building Web3. So stick to us as we address their marketing secrets and learn how to build amazing products and brands. Hello, everyone. I'm Alex, your fellow Web3 marketer and the host on Out of Ordinary Podcast. This is episode 32. Let me introduce you to my guest. Kevin Saru is a competitive Ironman athlete, multi-times podium finisher, and world championship qualifier. Kevin founded Diffit in 2021 with the firm intention to prove physical activity has tangible value. Pioneer in the Move to Earn segment, Diffit is a Web3 lifestyle brand gamifying your fitness journey by making it fun and rewarding. Good morning, Kevin. How are you? Good morning. I am doing very well. Thank you. How about yourself? I'm great. Thank you so much for being with me today. It's an amazing, is it? I was about to say it's Friday, but it's Thursday. I'm so excited to be having this chat with you and I'm inviting everyone to stay till the end because I think it's going to be a very, very powerful story that we have. And I'm so excited you, you, we finally managed to get you on the pod. Thank you. It's a pleasure for me to be here. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, can you tell us a bit about yourself and like, um, what is, uh, your story? You have a pretty, um, impressive story. And I remember the first time I met you, I was like, I really need to get this guy on the pod. Thank you very much. So my name is Kevin. I am a 37 years young Frenchman. I worked 11 years for a fortune 500 company in the automotive industry in France, seven years in Singapore, where I was head of Asia Pacific um, for product management, engineering, and data services. In 2013, though, when I first moved to Singapore, um, my dad had a stroke and was lucky to recover, thank God. For about a few months later, I lost my mom. She passed away from a heart attack at the age of 49. It was devastating. It shook me to the core, literally. Unfortunately, I came to realize I'm not alone in this case. And cardiovascular disease is the number one cause of death worldwide. So there's a great paradox out there where the fitness industry keeps on growing every year, making more revenue, people spending more into fitness apps and tracking devices and gym memberships. But at the same time, we are more collectively getting physically inactive and less and less people in the world meet the minimum requirements from the World Health Organization of weekly active minutes. So during that time, I, my way to cope with it was to go into extreme endurance sports, getting on my bike for hours, training 20 hours a week on average. I've done 16 Ironman races, qualified for the World Championship. And it was just like amazing what sport does to your body and mind. It's incredible. So I felt really strong mentally and physically. And this is when I started to think about how could I bring more people to experience that feeling and lead a healthier and more active lifestyle. So how do we motivate people who are not active at all? And in the same time, bubble product that, I would use myself as an athlete. And so began my entrepreneurship, giving my resignation to my company, saying goodbye to the corporate world 
and becoming an entrepreneur in Web3 in 2020. And what about like your Web3 journey? Like when it comes to like, I think it's very connected to like how you developed DFIT and like where it got right now, right? Well, absolutely. I, I was personally introduced to Bitcoin by a friend in 2017. Um, but I was very busy back then on to cycling my bike all around and I didn't really dive into it very much. But when I quit my job and started to conceive DFET as it is today and brainstorm about the products, start wireframing, I came to the conclusion that we had to incentivize people to get that moving. And the statement was pretty obvious to me that if sport makes people feel better, makes people healthier, then it has value. So there was a lot of companies back then um, doing, you know, rewarding steps, for example, like Sweatcoin that has been around for, I think, 15 years now, or WeWorld in France that really picked up in 2019. But I just felt that we had to go further. We, we had to really build a whole ecosystem around that reward token. And, and it's really then in 2020 that I dived further into understanding the world of cryptocurrencies. And once you do understand the value proposition and the endless possibilities with blockchain technology, it's just fascinating, right? It gets to you. It opens up an entire new world of possibilities in front of you. So back in 2020, during that DeFi summer, um, this is where the DeFed concept was born. Well, there is DeFi, decentralized finance, and there is going to be DeFed, the decentralized fitness. So I just wrote the light paper back then, and I did a community IDEO, so a token pre-sale for those that don't know what it is. That was back in 2021 um, to fund the project. And there's about 1,300 people that saw the vision and the potential here to gamify and value physical activity. So we launched tokens, starting to build the app, and with the vision in mind to become the leading Web3 lifestyle brand and gamifying and rewarding old sports to make it more fun and appealing. And now you ended up having a pretty tight-knit community. Can you share some of the things that you've done to grow it? I just show up every day. <laughs> you know, entrepreneurship is a hell of a roller coaster. And during our highest high, for example, when we launched the token, that has been skyrocketing in price. But I've also been showing up every day during the lowest lows when we had no traction. We were working hard on delivering our vision, but no one was paying attention. You know, we, we launched in the bull market and it's really hard to keep people's attention when everything pumps left and right in the bull. And, you know, the intention is important, but crypto is very much an attention industry. So I've made a fair lot of mistakes all along the way. Um, we had development delays, features I wanted to build that we could not. You know, um, crypto adoption is progressing every year. 
per, we still have a lot of restrictions on, on Google Play Store, on Apple Store. Um, we also built features that our community just didn't want, no need. We were just here with our vision, working on building this amazing product that we wanted to have, but we kind of like didn't have this touch to the market, right? And, and building something and building a product that solve a problem that people want, it's a constant learning process. So I just show up every day in our Telegram, Twitter, our Discord, learn how to communicate, like learn the codes in Web3, which is very different from building a Web2 company. I learn how to engage with our community, learn how to involve them into the process because you can't really buy community trust. You have to earn it, not with words, but with actions. And I think it's just that dedication, that perseverance, that resilience that I've shown during the last two and a half years that really helped me to build such an incredible community that we have today. We are nearly 17,000 users and we have a core community of few hundreds posting daily. They walk out on Twitter, generating like over 300,000 monthly impressions organically. And I just love to see the community trend rivers all over the world and like taking on new challenges and doing races and it's just so incredibly inspiring and everybody we share each other tweet and support one another and that feels amazing to be on that web street and sport journey together i've seen a lot of people on on twitter um kind of being a brand ambassador, like being a proud DFID uh, member, which I think is like, it's kind of important. Like I think both for you and for them at the same time, which and that kind of shows like that what you're building is, is true and valuable for a lot of people, right? Uh, it's, it's a feeling um, that I could not describe. You know, we, we tend to say that sports give you emotions like no other things in life. Um, but I think when you combine the emotions you get from sports as well with Web3, because it's a very emotional industry as well, um, it's just to that, that cocktail, that explosive cocktail. Um, and it's just incredible to see how everyone gets motivated. We have a lot of community members that say, well, I had a Garmin in my drawer, my Garmin watch. I haven't used it for months. But I'm taking it out because of the fitna. And, and this is so powerful because collecting data is great, but what you're going to do with it? But now the whole level of gamification we brought on top makes the whole thing totally different. So from what I know, you do a lot of IRL events and I'm, hu- I'm, I'm such a huge fan of that. And I wanted to ask you, like, what do you think is the impact um, or like, how do you think it impacts your brand um, or your community growth? And it does it in any way. Running digital product is great to have that global reach. But at the end of the day, nothing can replace human connections, right? And I think we we all experienced that during the COVID phase where it's been really, really hard on a lot of people out there to not have that human connection. Like this is how humans are, right? Like we, we have to be in the group. We have to get friends and family nearby. And here we're building a family with DFA. And I think we, we love also those moments where we get together 
especially to sweat together. So we, we organized the first defeat run during the Paris Blockchain Week, a six-kilometer run from the venue, the Louvre Museum, all the way to our Web3 startup studio, Pirates Labs, located in Le Valois. And I wasn't sure, to be honest, that I could bring together 100 people. So we had to cap it at 100 because above the 100, you need to have a special authorization from the mayor. Uh, and that can be a very difficult and lengthy process. So we basically capped at 99 people. And we had like 216 people registered in a couple of hours. Like the 99 were sold out in like five minutes. Um, and then we had a long wait list on Eventbrite. And, and it was amazing to see that we can bring together 200 people for a run. So that was a great success. Um, we also worked with our partners and friends from Billy App to deliver um, kind of a middle NFT at the end. Everyone got their NFT on Tezos for all of us that completed the run. Uh, and it was just incredible to be together, share those moments. So we are now ramping up those activities uh, into each crypto conference and events. So we're looking into having runs for every NFT conferences, for every um, crypto conferences, because it's different, right? Like you have so many parties and, and it's great to have some drinks and eat some food, but you know, it's all about balance as well. So I think like the value proposition of a project like ours, bringing people together to run, to walk, to swing, to cycle, it's really different and totally stand up from that list of 200 side events you get during a crypto conference. So um, we're definitely going to be present at every crypto event in 2024 with some DeFi brands bringing people together. And we'll have a good glass of wine and some good food afterwards, but we will have earned it. I actually think like I was like, while you were talking, I was thinking about all the conferences that I've been to. And sometimes they have this like yoga in the morning at like 7am, which like, I think like there are two people showing up. But at the same time, if I were to receive a pull-up or an NFT because I participated in one of your runs, for example, I don't really run. But, um, in one of your activities, let's say, because maybe I can do something else like sports-wise, um, I would definitely show up even if it's at 7am in the morning because like, I would be such a big fan and I would really want like a badge of honor from you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm so glad uh, to know that we're going to have you for the next one. That's for sure. Uh, so that was a tricky question as well. Like when do we do it? Um, you know, you have to think like logistic wise, um, if you do it in the morning, well, it's tough to be honest. Um, even for I, like I also go to all the side events during crypto conferences, right? Um, so the last one that we did, we did it like 5 p.m. Because, you know, usually the show kind of like starts um, like fading a little bit by that time. People are going back to hotels and stuff and getting ready eventually uh, for the next side events. You know, you had the whole day at the conference and then you have a party starting at 7 so we thought like, oh, maybe that time slot between five to seven is the sweet spot where you just leave the conference slightly earlier, go home, take a shower, or just go straight to the run, change. Then we're bringing a van, carrying everybody's bags, and then doing that run together. 
uh, and be fresh for the next event. Say, uh, yeah, we, we're going to try different timings. I'm glad to know that you will be waking up at seven to join us. Uh, then maybe the, the end of the afternoon is, is the right appropriate time to do it in between the evening parties and the end of the conference. This could be, yeah, I feel like um, a lot of people sometimes would like to take a small break and I think uh, a run or a sports activity would be kind of the way to go. Um, something else I wanted to ask you is like we're kind of advancing in our conversation is like, can you tell us, can you tell our listeners how does it work and how can anyone start using Diffit? hundred percent. It's, it's actually fairly easy and we are working hard at the moment to make it even easier as we learn from all the people we met, you know, DFA is, is a killer consumer app. Like basically we can touch anyone. And I strongly believe that that is the kind of consumer app that can drive the next wave of adoption of web three because everybody woke. Right. So, um, to start with the effect, you just simply need to download the application from, um, the official website, defeat.com, or you can find it on Apple and iOS, um, and Google Play Store directly. Create an account and you're ready to earn your first reward in a free to play mode. In the free to play mode, no investment required. You can earn one token a day for every 30 minute activity of Walking, running, swimming, and cycling. But we are going to be adding a lot more sports. There's already over 40 different sports that can be recorded with DFIT and supported. I recorded my ski session in January. So we're just not rewarding them yet. But our vision is to go and gamifying and valuing all sports. So you can either just sync your fitness tracker. We're compatible with almost all of them. Apple Watch, Samsung Gear, Garmin, Suntos, Trava, well, you name it, we probably have it. Or you can use as well the integrated mobile tracker, which we just launched last week by simply pressing the start and record button on your smartphone. And that's all you need to record your first walk or run or ride with defect. And then hit the reward tab, generate your reward and earn one token a day. Then we have different um, game modes. We have the club member as well, where one needs to hold a minimum of 3,000 tokens to join as a bronze member. So either you're going to have to do 3,000 free-to-play activities, either you can top it up a little bit to get to that bronze level. And once you're a club member, you will earn 0.25 token per active minute for swimming, for example, 0.2 for running, 0.12 for cycling, 008 for walking. So you're having a higher um, base rewards and it's from the 20th minute to the 90th minute. So each sport has a different base reward. And then the last but not least, we are currently testing and we will be launching very soon our third game mode, the Web3 player mode, bringing a whole new level of gamification with our NFT collection, the Baby Fit. An incredible collection of babies and NFTs designed by a talented, brilliant French artist. We launched them in April. It's been a great success. And each Baby Fit has different 
sports specialties and talent tier levels. And that will help you to optimize and have fun along your fitness journey to evolve your baby fit and NFT along with them as you improve. I was actually looking at them last night because I found them uh, from the stuff that I brought back from Paris. And uh, they, uh, They're putting smiles on people's face, right? I, I love how the reaction from people when we rock up the baby feet t-shirts and when you just see them, like you, you can't do but to smile. Um, but why is it like, um, why is it babies? I mean, I know the story, but I think I would like our listeners to, to know that as well. Uh, it's a good question. Like, I think there are actually two questions here. Like what, why babies? Because I think the first time I met you, you were talking about like how you sold um, a baby for a thousand euros. And I was like, what is this guy doing? <laughs> and uh, the second thing I wanted to ask was regarding like, what is the, because um, from what I know, they're utility NFTs. What is their utility you're bringing through them? Yeah, so I could speak about it for hours, but for the sake of the audience listening to us today, I'm going to try to summarize it and then they can always hit me up on Twitter or anything to, to talk more if they have any questions. But how we all started, basically, it's back in Q1 last year. Um, I was a bit on the low side, you know, our market was a bit tough. Um, and, and I just looked at my nephew and he was one and a half years old and he smiled at me and I just forgot all the problems in the world. And, and I thought, well, a baby smile is the best antidote to melt your daily stress away. And, and then when I thought about it deeper, I thought, okay, hold on a second. Like babies are just that purest form of life on earth, right? Like the heart was primary instinct that we all have when we were born. And we tend to forget as we grow up and become adults. For example, like they just eat when they're hungry and they don't tend to overeat because of stress or anxiety and drink when they're thirsty. And we all know that a lot of people forget to drink enough during the day and it's highly recommended. They take a nap when they sleepy. And I thought, oh my God, why, why do we forget? And why do we stop listening to our bodies and start being affected by all that stress and society pressure and all of those different emotions that cannot make us forget? So like, okay, this concept is incredibly powerful. And, and I want to bring that to our community as intention as how are we going to teach people, educate them about reminding themselves their primary body instinct, right? Um, when it comes to nutrition, when it comes to movement, when it comes to the mindset as well, just laugh at the small things, just be fearless, be adventurous, explore the world, go into new adventures. And, and I think that was the message. And we also saw here an incredible opportunity to educate the new generation about sports and making physical activity a game. And we thought, hold on a second. So you're telling me that teenagers in France, according to a recent government study, 
have lost 25% of the cardiovascular capacity over the last 40 years because they're just stuck behind the screen playing PlayStation video games or PC games or World of Warcraft, whatever. And how do we get fitness again? And we can start engaging with the younger generation with something that they can relate to babies. And my nephew is two and a half now. And they just love them. It keeps asking for the baby feet every time she comes and see me. It's like, tonton, tonton, uncle, I just want to see the baby feet. And I thought that was incredibly powerful. So this is it went down that road. And, and it was, it took a lot of education at first to explain that concept to our community. Uh, obviously, some were a bit skeptical. And now it's just amazing to see all our community on Twitter rocking up the PFP baby feet NFT. And as you said, we, we created them in a way that I wanted to have that PFP potential, which, which now is happening and spreading through our community, but at the same time being a utility NFT, right? So now you have those utility NFTs, like basically they don't look so good. It's just cards or, or whatever. Um, and then you have those PFPs that basically have no utilities. And I think the future of NFTs is right in the middle. And, and this is what we've done with them. So not only they've got the incredible PFP potential and, and it affect my lifestyle. To be honest, when I, when I have my profile picture as a baby, I tend to behave as a kid as well in life, you know, having fun. It definitely impacts the way I am behaving, uh, which is amazing. And at the same time, they all have utilities because you can play them in the DFIAT mobile application. You can use them, use a cyclist to get higher rewards on cycling activities. Then they have stamina attributes where your energy depletes less. So there's a whole lot of gamification and utilities. Uh, with it. So we have 1,500 Genesis baby sheets, 917 were minted in phase one, another 583 will be minted in phase two at the end of the year. And it's going to be an incredible journey on how we're going to both evolve personally with our fitness journey and having that representation into our baby sheet NFTs that we're going to grow up as well along the way. Um, something you mentioned to me is that there are many communities within your community. And, um, I think it's, um, it's kind of connected to like, also what I wanted to ask you is like, are there user, are your users like more web two to web three or like, are they web three native, let's say, or like, um, um, how did, how did this form? Um, and, um, what you what you developed here or like or this mini communities that I was mentioning was there were there something that you did it on purpose or it just happened because people liked the concept that much and they just wanted to become brand ambassadors it was a hundred percent intentional so the the reasoning behind was how do we empower people to motivate each other to be more physically active right? And, and this also remind me back then when I was training for, for my triathlons and Ironman races. And I remember going to the pool and seeing that little girl that kept like looking at me and, and smiling. And, and then I came out of the pool 
and her mom told me, Hey, she, she asked me whether you Michael Phelps. Um, so obviously I don't look like Michael Phelps and nowhere to be swimming as well as him or to be as fit as him. Um, but because I mean, I'm European and French and I was living in Singapore for many years. Right. And that little girl for all, oh, maybe there's a Caucasian European, maybe looks like Michael Phelps, whatever. Um, and, and I just looked at her and I told her, well, I'm not him. I'm sorry. Um, but I know him very well. And I can tell you that if he saw you today, the way you're diving in the pool and the way you're smiling, you are doing so incredibly well. And Michael Phelps will be so proud of you. And that just made a day. She was the happiest girl in the world. And yeah, sorry, I lied. I don't know Michael Phelps. But it was just about how anyone can have a positive influence to the people around them. You don't have to be a so-called influencer to influence positively around you. Anybody can be a source of inspiration. And when we started to work on the defeat referral program, we're like, okay, invite some people, earn five defeat. Okay, that's boring. And you know, you just need to do a through click and share your code whatsoever. How, how do we link that to our philosophy? And we thought, okay, let, let's create teams, right? And teams is not going to be just rewards for invitation, but it's going to allow anyone in the community to be a source of inspiration to others. So the way the system works is that you, you copy your captain card and we have a few leaders right now, which is so funny because some of them didn't like the idea at first. They're like, look, I just want to do my own journey. I don't want to be leading a team, but I want to invite a lot of people. And now those guys have become the biggest team leaders. And they have like 40, 45 members. I'm thinking about the Defeat Bahala team, which is like 45 members right now. Um, and basically, we've put gamification in the team. So basically, when um, you get your team to move, then you earn bonus rewards. Right. So, um, if you're into my team and you go for a run, depending on my club member status, I'm going to have like 1% or 3% or 5% bonus on top of your rewards. And then me as a captain, when I move a lot, then every time I do an activity, I have a 40 to 60% chances to drop you an aura and the aura is a bonus reward. So when you're going to claim your next activity, you're going to have the surprise. Even if you're a free-to-play user, you can claim as a bronze member and you're going to get a test of it. And you'll be like, oh, this is amazing. Thanks, Captain. And we're like, okay, that sounds like a cool concept. Let's launch it. So we changed the referral program one week before launch and we just created teams. And that was just amazing. Like when I see people on Twitter every day saying, thanks, Captain, for the aura. Uh, it was a great day to do it. And because it's random, you can't plan like, oh, tomorrow I have an aura, so I'm going to do a big one. So basically, when somebody does a short one and they got an aura, it's like, oh, I wasted an aura, shit, you know? But that's aura from a captain shining on me. So that's the concept we bought. And now we have like 270 teams created. And basically, everyone is just inviting their friends and families and we have that great dynamic and that's what has been mostly supporting the organic graph we've had over the last six months because we're growing like 12 to 15% user acquisition months on months, um, which is actually amazing in the beer market, right? When, when the interest is so low into Web3 staff, 
and you still have a product that grows 15% months on month, it's amazing. And it's thanks to that team concept where we all can inspire a positive dynamic um, into our surroundings and to the people around us. Uh, is it something that, wait, what did I want to ask? Oh yeah. Um, was regarding like geolocation, like are there, where most of your users located? Cause I think I've never asked you that. No. And it's a good question. So because I've done pretty much all of that from my garage, actually it's not the garage. Uh, it's the bedroom, but for the cliche, say the garage, um, we've only been growing like through Twitter organically mostly and the community at the moment is pretty well spread all around the world which is quite fascinating so it's like 27 percent in europe 20 like four percent in north america another 25 percent in south america and 25 percent in asia and then we've got one percent in africa middle east and two percent in oceania australia new zealand so top five countries are united states number one France, number two, I'm really pushing in France and we have big plans for next year. And then we've got Turkey, number three, India, number four, and Brazil as well, number five. So it's it's amazing to see how we spread globally through digital, well, not even digital marketing, just, just engaging on social platforms and Twitter mostly. And we're getting that community all around the world. And now we're like, okay, let, let's see how we're going to, leverage that community all around the world to spread locally the adoption of DFED from those community members we already have and how we're going to empower them as well to just conquer everyone in the neighborhood. And one of the things that I really admire about you, and I think you understood very well, is that is the founder-led growth. Um, and I think it's one of the best things that you, you were able to do. And I wanted to ask you, how did you take on the challenge? How do you grow your community? And how do you find, find, how do you find time to create content? This one is a big topic, indeed. And, and it wasn't easy. I, to be honest, I barely used Twitter pre-all to launching DFA. I had an account, I think, since like 2016 or something, but I never used it. I just had like a dozen followers, uh, never tweeted much, and I really didn't know how to stop. So I remember I thought that hiring a social media manager to run the DFID account and to run my own personal account will be a good idea, right? And, and probably like, okay, I don't know how to do that. I grew my Instagram follower base when I was training for Ironman. I went up to 12,000 followers. Um, but then I kind of stopped for three years on Instagram. Um, and then I was like, okay, now I need to focus on Twitter. I don't know how to do it. So I hired someone to do it. And, you know, she started like creating visual and building like a content pipeline, but it just didn't work. Like there was no engagement, no growth. Because it didn't feel genuine, you know, it's like in Web3, you don't do the same kind of communication, like corporate type of communication that you do in Web2. Like things move so fast in this industry and it's all about genuine connections and being real and you have to be in the moment. 
So instead of like trying to create fancy visuals that look good and spend hours reviewing them, um, I just started to like take random pics, just posting raw content, a shot of me during a meeting, um, then a screenshot of the UI UX of the app when we were doing it, um, just tweeting an alpha news about a feature we're just building and engaging with other communities like NFT communities and other project communities, uh, those at least that I believe in. And this is when things like really starting to take off for me, like being real, being authentic. I'm okay. I'm probably tweeting like, I don't know, like 300, 400 tweets a month now. Um, so that, that's a bit much, um, but it's what it takes, um, to engage. Right. Uh, but at the same time, when it comes to time, I don't think about it. I don't plan it anymore. I don't create any content. I just basically take a raw shot of the moment that I'm in and I'm just tweeting whatever comes to my mind whenever I feel like it. Right. So it doesn't, it's just a complete shift in terms of mindsets. It's not about how I'm going to build my social media pipeline, but it's just like, it takes me two minutes to think of something and just tweet it or take a picture and just tweet it and being real, being authentic, creating those genuine interactions with people and building those connections is really the key, I believe, because people feel like they're part of your journey, right? Um, they don't just consume whatever content you want to push to them, but like they're following up your progress. They're engaging with you. They're giving you advice. They support you. And this is really how I totally shifted the mindset. And I think anyone in Web3 should be doing that. And my personal account now has a lot less followers than DFET at the moment. But in terms of impressions, in terms of engagement, I'm probably like, yeah, like 50% of what the main accounts get, right? So, so that founder-led graph is really important indeed to represent your company and to walk the talk as well. I think this is really important. I'm training every day with DeFi. I'm not building a product that I don't use. I'm posting every day my daily workouts and community can relate to that. So it's not about making time or spending time. It's about like shifting the mindsets and really sharing your journey along because what matters most is the journey and not the destination. And that's what the community wants to leave with you. Um, I would guess, uh, that kind of leads into like my next question because it kind of leads into, it kind of, it's kind of connected to, um, come, uh, to team building. Um, and I wanted to talk about like building, um, your, a company and a team at the same time. How did you build your team? And, um, cause I know your NFT designer was handpicked. Um, tell us more about that story. So building the team is the biggest challenge. Finding the right people with the right skills, the right mindset and passion for what you're doing is really difficult. You need to find people that have like appetite for risk and challenges, especially to build in Web3. You know, it, it can be a very brutal industry. I mean, when, you, when you're building in Web2 companies, then you do what you have to do and you push a product and you don't really have that direct engagement with your clients and community, not as much at least. 
So it's a totally different mindset to be building in Web3. And it can be very brittle. Like if you say something wrong, then, you know, people can start selling off the token or NFTs and your floor price goes down or your token can take like minus 20% in a day. So you have to get really solid nerves and, and finding people that know how to vibe with this industry, that industry that also never sleep because crypto never sleep. It's 24-24 and it's seven days a week. There is no weekend. There is no... Oh, I'm off. No, the community is not up. The community is using the app. So I need a tech team that is also available to solve the tickets with the community. We cannot say, oh, sorry, guys, uh, we shut the door at 5 p.m. on Friday. So finding those people that understand how the industry works is really challenging. So it's only about a year ago after like many mishires that I did um, that I reconnected with Francois, who is now a CTO and an incredible human being on top of being a very skilled developer. And he's building and shipping features like nonstop, uh, which is incredible. When it comes to Sammy that you mentioned, you haven't met him yet, have you? No. No, you haven't. Okay, you definitely will. So Sammy is our INFT artist, Sami Alim. And his art first appeared in my LinkedIn feed for whatever reason. Um, thanks, LinkedIn algorithm, by the way. Um, and I just saw it, and it was so vibrant, so colorful, so unique. I could not resist. It was a revelation. And I immediately contacted him. A few days later, I was on the train to go to meet him in the south of France, in Bordeaux, a region known for his very good wine. And we immediately had a great alchemy. And he embraced the challenge to create our baby feet and FC collections. And he asked me the same question as he did. Why babies? And, and I explained to him the concept and he's like, oh my God, I'm sold. Uh, he has a son as well who's 10 years old. And his son was reversed that day. And it was like, yeah, the concept is so cool. I love it. It's like, okay, I'm sold. Let's do it. I was like, well, look, there's no baby NFT collection out there. You know, there's a ton of animals. I mean, we've done the crocodiles, we've done the lions and the apes. And I mean, whatever, there's probably an NFT collection about every single animal out there. And I told him, like, no one has done babies. And if we manage to nail this segment, then we're going to stand out so much. And he was like, yeah, but you know why? Because drawing babies is so difficult for an artist. It's like drawing hands and drawing babies. It's two of the most difficult things, actually. And, and the baby can very quickly look very creepy. And actually, that was right. When we started working on it, uh, how the first, first version looked very creepy. And we're like, okay, okay, we, maybe it's not going to work. So it took us like a month and a half to do many iterations until we found like, oh my God, like those look so cute. And uh, we can feel the art, we can feel your touch. We didn't change your art and your style, it's there. Um, so this is the story of Sammy. And we've been working together now for a year and a half. I mean, Sammy is family now, he's, he's like a brother. And we have so much plans moving forward to evolve that collections and do the art upgrades with the scholarships and the Olympians. And it's going to be incredible. And Sami is very famous French artist, um, not known enough in the NFT space. And I think I'm very pleased as well to see him now 
having more and more traction because his art is just incredible. And today he's living from from selling paintings. All right. So he's a digital artist, but he's also um, a painter, a graphics artist. Uh, we did the live painting of a baby sheet on a one by one frame uh, during the pre-launch party in Paris, in Bastille in April. That was incredible. Um, he worked for top consumer brands such as Coca-Cola and Avion and Louis Vuitton and many luxury brands. Um, so yeah, it, it's just sometimes you, you find people when you don't look for it. And, and this is what happened to me. It was just that moment where the universe sent your way, um, what you needed and who you needed. And, and it was just a beautiful encounter. And I'm so glad that we're working on this together because so many NFT collection never emphasize or never promote the artists behind, right? It's a lot of, uh, degenerative art, a lot of AI art now happening. And there's no real artist behind, but for us, like putting Semizali name on everything we do is really important because we're in this venture together. I feel like you have this like uh, glue to people and you, you attract this like amazing people around you all the time. Uh, <laughs> thank you. I, um, I think, yeah, I'm lucky. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm blessed to have people that believe into what I do and get carried away with my crazy <laughs> visions and ideas sometimes. And yeah, it's, it's amazing to uh, be able to, to reunite people behind common visions and goals and, and do it together. I mean, you know, as we say, um, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I'm very well aware of that. And I'm really trying to, to bring all the top minds and um, bring people around me as much as I can because they, they also lift me up, right? And there's so much that I don't know. Um, but what I know is that I need talented people around me and I'm trying my best to surround myself with the best one. Of course. Um, so you managed to raise 200K in NFT sales in, in the bear market. What are some things you've done that you think impacted the success of your sale? You know, it's like, there's always the tip of the iceberg, right? And, and the emerged part. And sometimes people see, oh, that was a successful NFT launch. Like they're lucky. <laughs> well, not exactly. Um, launching a collection in this market condition is almost mission impossible. I'm not saying it is impossible uh, because nothing is. I like to break that world into impossible instead of impossible. Um, but it's tough. It's a tough market. I mean, we saw as well the launch of Ether. Um, that was supposed to be a massive project and they didn't mint out and it's been very challenging. We saw the Azuki elementals as well, uh, that launched and, you know, it's been a lot of drama around that, uh, because everyone is very sensitive in the market right now. Everyone is very hesitant. Um, so unless you're not new to the space and you have previously built a community, well, it's really hard to be a new project and say, all right, I'm going to launch an NFT collection right now. Um, but we are not a new project. Like we mentioned earlier with our tight knit community, I've been around for the last two and a half years and I've been showing up every day. And 
because we follow through everything we said, not always at the pace we would like it to be done, right? Um, of course, I would like everything to go faster in terms of how faster I can build the features, how faster I can launch the product, how faster I can scale the community. But everything takes the time it takes, right? So um, regarding, regardless of any delays we may have had, we follow through. Everything we said, we executed on it. And I think this is why our community, since day one, follow us and continue to grow because we back up our words with actions. And I think this is why they were really excited about the NFT collection launch and the whole storytelling aspect behind that that was really powerful. And that's why they follow us. They follow us and we did the $200,000 drop. We were selling at not a very low price in the tough market, but because we value our art as well, right? Uh, it's a utility NFT, but it's also a brilliant piece of art by a talented artist. It's not a fever um, artist for $250. You know what I mean? Like, like we, we value what we do and our community understood that and value what we do too. Um, beyond the collection, like, yes, there is the utilities, but there is a much greater vision as well. We, we're planning to really grow strong IP and full ecosystem around it. We have that three years vision of where the baby feet are going to go. And if you haven't picked one yet, then go on OpenSea. Um, there we have a few common listed, very few listed actually, because we have a diamond hands community per will soon open as well. The phase two at the end of the year. Well, soon, not soon, but at the end of the year. Uh, for the Genesis collection, there will be another 583 baby feet to mint, and that's going to close the Genesis mint. <laughs> it's going to be a journey. It's going to be wild. Um, we are gaining traction, so we are building a lot higher demand right now with more users downloading the app every day. And it's going to be extremely exciting, but it's all thanks to the last two and a half years' work we've put in. It just didn't come out of the blue, out of nowhere, a project coming and selling $200,000 NFTs. No, it's everything we've done for 24 months prior to that, that led us to that successful job. Makes sense. And what are some partnerships you have that you found very successful and how do you choose the partners that you, you, you embark on this journey with? We are actually now focusing a lot on partnerships, two kind of partnerships, one into web three, it's a bear market. It's hard for everyone out there. And I think this is the time where we all have to come together and support one another. So I'm interesting, well, interacting a lot now with all the NFT communities out there because those projects that peaked during the bull run and then, you know, suffered the bear, but are still building, those are the genuine builders that are true adopters and believers and want to take that space forward. So it's very important to me um, that we all come together. Then on the Web2 side, we are also pushing a lot of partnerships at the moment with brands, for example, to do sponsor challenges. But there's always also that, oh, 
we picked up interest in Web3 in 2021, but it kind of faded by now. And, and that is so funny because you have that shift where when it's a bull, everyone's like FOMO, we can't miss out on the Web3 adoption. And then the market goes down and everyone get a bit more you know, careful and cautious about getting involved into Web3. Um, so we are pushing those, but obviously as Defeat brand awareness grow and our popularity grow, we receive also a lot more requests for partnership, but, but we're very picky. Um, and we're seeing another project to your community is not something to take lightly, right? You have a certain responsibility. I feel a responsibility towards my community that I will not endorse and collaborate with a project that is not 100% solid, right? So we love working with projects that have been around for a while. Like most likely any new project reaching out to us will be, no, thank you. Um, we don't know you. We don't have that proof of resilience of you being here for a while. Um, so we're really looking into those resilient communities that are still building. And I believe that today's builders are tomorrow's winners. So I'm actually calling out here, um, any NFT community, anyone uh, listening to that postcard, please reach out to us and we would love to uh, work together and bring you on board as well in our NFT token gated leaderboards and challenges. It's going to be exciting. We have a couple already project listed and a few more in the pipeline. Kevin, something that a lot of people are asking, um, uh, both on Twitter and on LinkedIn, is regarding your plans moving forward, where do you see yourself in five years? And it's, I think it's kind of connected to like, um, if you see the move to earn industry evolving a lot more, um, or this trend moving a lot, um, evolving a lot more in the next couple of years. That's a big question. Fun, right? <laughs> <laughs> five years is a long time, especially when into Web3. But Yes, obviously I had that vision for defect and, and for that segment of move to earn, move to earn is fairly new. All right. Um, we've been preaching it since 2021, but it's only in Q2 2022 that the whole move to earn narrative was actually born as created on CoinMarketCap, created on CoinGecko and people getting to hear about it. But a couple of years earlier, you had the play to earn narrative, right? And today, when I look at the market valuation of the move to earn segment, which is probably now about 300 million, I didn't check um, recently, but around 300, 300 million. And then I look at the market cap valuation of the whole play to earn segment, which is like probably 3.5, 4 billion at the moment, which is like 10 to 15 times bigger play to earn than move to earn. And I just think about it. And I'm like, hold on a second. Like, I know gaming has been big, gaming in Web3 is big, but move to earn is way bigger. Like you can literally touch everyone on the planet. And I really believe those two to me are the two segment that are going to drive mass adoption of Web3 in the next decade. This I am 100% convinced. It's great to build infra and we need the infra and we need a lot of improvement into usability of crypto. But 
gaming and fitness are the two verticals where you can easily engage and have a very highly engaged community because of dynamic quest, dynamic evolving environment, right? Whether it's in the game or whether it's you on your fitness journey. So when I look at that and I look at move to earn is like 10 times less in valuation today than uh, play to earn. And we are in the beer market used to be much higher. The potential is just insane. And I'm bullish on move to earn. Now move to earn done right. And I think DeFi, obviously I'm not very objective on that one, but DeFi to me, he's the one that is doing the move to earn right. Move to earn right into MOF. Game modes, three game modes, including a free-to-play, move to earn right in M of not being just a product where you can earn, but being a product that brings value to its users through sports statistics, full wearable accountability, multi-sports app, which is just incredible and not seen anywhere else in the move to earn space yet, but also move to earn dot right with the tokenomics. Our tokenomics are gold. If anybody is aware of tokenomics, go check it out. One defeat token only, 50 million max supply, no vesting, fully vested already, 55% in circulation. You're not going to see that anywhere else. There's absolutely no pressure on the token on the sell aspect side. It's only now how we're going to scale this up. So I'm bullish on move to earn. I'm bullish on DeFi even more, um, obviously. But I think anyone that do his own research will be as bullish on defeat as I am. And I see DFA as being the leading Web3 lifestyle brand, Web3 native, right? Um, because we have that strong branding already in community, because we have the app, because we are building the online shop and really creating the whole ecosystem around the token you earn by being physically active, mining tokens, creating value, being able to buy products and services in the fitness industry, being sport apparels, being nutrition product, everything you need along your journey. So where is going to be different in five years? Well, it's going to be a dozen million users app. Like Strava today is 110 million users. We want to become that Strava of Web3. And there is the orange Strava, there is the blue defects. And I really believe we're going to come out of this as the leading sports gamification app adopted by all. And to get there, well, first steps, we have Paris Olympics coming next year. So basically, it's the Olympics coming home to my native country, to where our company is based. We are the only sport Web3 project in France today, and actually probably in Europe, because most are from the US or from Asia or Oceania, Australia. Um, so this is going to be the big year for us in 2024. We have Bitcoin halving in April. We have the Olympics speaking off in July, and we're going to really push defect to come out well-known part of those events next year and setting up the path to being that dozen million users at gamifying all sports and fitness and defeat as a currency being the number one digital fitness currency.
Um, I'm super excited for like um, the plans ahead and I can't wait to, to kind of see this going. Um, but we kind of like wrapping this up. I want to ask you know, one of the last things that I ask everyone is like, can you give me an example of a tool that you're using and you really like or a resource that you think anybody should be using uh, or should know about? Yes, they, um, there are a lot of tools out there. There's, if I have to name one, I'll probably mention June Analytics. Do you know June Analytics? I, I have never uh, used them, but I know of them. Okay, it's, it's pretty good. I personally love using it. It's, it's a great product for on-chain analysis, creating dashboards with no coding skills. I'm not a developer. I graduated from a business school. So I come from all from the sales and marketing background, uh, though then my career evolved into product. But I love to learn new stuff. And with Gene Analytics, I can have a lot of fun uh, creating dashboard and going to copy some requests from other developers and trying to make some modification myself. Um, so it's, it's pretty good. And I use it very frequently to track all things defeat, amount of token holders and um, all the buy sales transactions and the NFT holders and seeing like how many DeFi you need to be in the top 100 into the top 500, etc. Uh, so pretty good web three tool, very easy. It's free. Um, have a look if, if you want to dive into on-chain analysis. Thank you for that. And Kevin, where can people find you? Very easy. I'm on LinkedIn. My name, full name is Kevin Seru, S-E-R-O-U. Or you can also join me on Twitter. I'm a lot more active on Twitter than I am on LinkedIn, though I am trying hard um, to push on LinkedIn as well, some content, but I'm having a lot less fun on LinkedIn than I do on Twitter. So my um, Twitter pseudonym is Ataraxia, A-T-A-R-A-X-I-A. 360 and we'll probably post the links as well uh, in comments so if anybody okay, wants to connect everything is going to be there so that is awesome well kevin thank you so much for being with me today it's been a fantastic hour chatting with you i hope everybody enjoyed this episode as much as i did uh, and getting getting to know you and i'm inviting everybody to be to, to be following you and to, to start using Diffit uh, and to start moving, actually, because I think that's uh, everybody's goal. And I'm uh, looking forward to, to speaking to you again. Um, who knows, after the Olympics? 100%. Alex, it was amazing to have this morning chat with you. Thank you so much. And can't wait to see you again at the next crypto event. Likewise. Thanks, Kevin. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to our Out of Ordinary podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and you would like to hear more content like this, then open up the podcast app and click on the follow or subscribe button. It takes less than five seconds and is the single best thing you can do to support the show and stay up to date to more marketing strategies that are being used in the Web3 space.